following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Hi, this is Mariam Ahmed, creator and GM of The Masafers, a decolonized actual play podcast set in Sarsameen, a South Asian fantasy setting. The following episode you're about to hear is our second one, where the main cast of characters meet for the first time, and it really sets the tone for the show. Thank you for listening. You're listening to The Masafers, a decolonized actual play podcast. With Ajay Pandey as Anika. Want me to start killing from the front or the back? Amur Amaraz as Adhuri. Speaking of stories. Jabari Weathers as Adila. I still feel that shock in both of my elbows. And Leona Maple as Aditi. He's the best boy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Mariam Ahmed, your GM. In our last episode, Adila gets a lucrative job as a traveling food critic. The hitch is that she'll be on the road for weeks traveling the continent. With her companions Anika and Adhuri, these soon-to-be musafirs have one last electrifying night in the city of Koldak. Okay, so let me set the scene a little bit for you when you arrive. It is just before dawn. You see definitely the head caravan merchant. A halfling man is sitting there essentially checking everything. And there are two other caravans and you hear the sound of children coming from the middle caravan waking up. You think the entire family might have slept in the middle caravan overnight. And in the rear caravan, you see with Registani clothing, a human woman also sort of checking the ox, checking the cart, doing various last minute checks before everybody arrives to depart. I feel like Annika is there like way before anyone else and basically is like in the navigator seat, even though like no one said she was a navigator, she's going to become the navigator. And she's in that chair. So you're basically taking the head caravan's, like, driver's seat, essentially? Like, sitting next to it, basically. I think I show up a little bit afterward, and while while this setup is happening, I'm, like, starting an entry for myself of just, like, a travelogue. I learned a new recipe today. And that recipe is something that has helped distract me from the bruises of the previous evening. I just continue writing about this with some consternation. Aduri shows up pretty much right on time, like a minute early. They are dressed up once again in clothes that fully cover them, uh, but this time a little bit heavier, prepared for travel. Uh, a little bit more like weather-worn outfit, one that's clearly used explicitly for the purpose of being on the road. They kind of study the caravans for a few seconds, Pick the one that looks like people are about to start getting grumbly and go there to set up a performance. Doesn't seem like anybody is really grumbling, more like they're getting ready for the journey. Once the remaining caravan folk arrive, uh, you notice the head caravan where a halfling woman uh, arrives and looks at Annika sitting in her spot and just stares at you doesn't say anything just gives you that look of you're in my spot (laughs) Annika just death stares her and says i know bunga better than you and bahari for that matter and rigistan for that matter i know it all just 
I'm the navigator now. Can I roll coercion? I believe that would be an intimidation roll. Yes, please. All right. Uh, I do not have intimidation as a skill. I rolled a seven. Oof. How loud are you about this? Yeah, that's that's my question, too. I think Annika's trying to do, like, the low growl, just, like, death stare thing, but I don't think that works. Shorter than you, she stares you right down, and even though she is at least three feet, no nonsense, the last time you were looked down this much was by your mother. Yeah. Yikes. <laughs> so Aturi has been, like, studying for where they might be able to set up for this first leg of the trip. And I imagine they probably noticed this. So Ed Huri is going to slide over and go up to the scene and, um... Hey, hey, what seems to be the matter here? The halfling woman turns and says, Apparently, my husband hired a navigator without telling me, but I get the sense that uh, someone is just sitting where they shouldn't be. Oh. And looks right at Annika as she says that. Uh, and then Edhuri turns around, looks uh, where she points at her husband, and looks back and goes, Oh, oh, is he your husband? Well, tell you what, since someone else seems to have taken up the mantle of Navigator, your husband had promised me a story, but I have a feeling that any story you tell would be a lot more interesting and worthy of my repertoire. <laughs> She looks at you. I would say give me a persuasion check. Yep. <laughs> I've at this point found some cozy place at the back of the caravan and I'm starting like hearing this exchange possibly I'm just writing like already my companions are at odds with the rest of the caravan. <laughs> 14. Flattery will get you everywhere with me. Well, I suppose we're not ready to go yet. She can have her spot for now. And then when she says for now, she's looking at you with that mother death stare as she sort of goes away with you, Aduri, for a moment. Aditi, at what point do you arrive at the caravan? Yeah, I think about now is kind of a about the moment she would kind of show up. Um, you know, probably running a couple minutes behind. She's not entirely organized. It's her first trip. In the distance, you see a black panther approaching. Um, and as the panther gets closer on top of the back of this medium-sized black panther, you see a young tiefling woman of about average height. Um, and you see that she's wearing these the these cotton the cotton clothing. All of her outfits are very clean and simple. It's like she's an adventurer that you know had some extra money and decided to like kit herself up in like simple but very like tidy clothing. Like she looks sharp. She doesn't look like she's been on a long trip previously. And so she's got these dhoti pants that are um, made with cotton, a, a cotton looking sort of material. Um, a longer blouse, almost like a kurta top, um, also made of cotton, and then a slightly more translucent dupatta that wraps around her shoulders and over her head. 
This girl is dark-skinned. Most of her hair is kind of tucked behind her at the moment because of the dupatta. But as she approaches the caravan, the the top of her dupatta falls back and you can see two horns sprouting out from about um, the top of her forehead and kind of curving backwards. Um, and that is Aditi riding on the back of her panther that she lovingly calls Bailu. And she approaches the middle of the caravan because um, those are the people that she had been in contact with previously and, you know, just goes over there to say hi and to kind of check in with them and to, you know, figure out where she needs to be in this caravan. How common are tieflings here? Not very common, uh, but in Koldak you have met a few because Koldak is a big, big city, but it's like if you've met about three, four hundred people, maybe a handful of them were tiefling. Gotcha. My my eyebrows definitely raise. How much does Aditi give off like rookie vibes? She gives off confidence vibes, like definitely a little bit of a rookie vibe because this is her first trip. So she's maybe looking around a little curiously, a little nervously, like she's not sure where she lands in this caravan. But more than anything else, she doesn't really care. Um, not in the sense that she doesn't care care, but in the sense that she's like confident. So even if eyebrows were to go up, she wouldn't even like be phased by that. She would just keep on doing her own thing. Annika kind of just looks, kind of like eyes are up and down from a distance and just kind of nods quietly. Like, all right. <laughs> so Aditi, you know, all three of the caravans that are going, you've traveled with one of them once before. And uh, when you heard that they were making a trip again, you figured you've spent enough time in this town and agreed to join them. As soon as you approach the middle caravan, you hear two excited squeals, girly squeals, and you see these little girls just come out and immediately sort of start stroking and petting Bailu and being and sort of cooing. It's like, Bailu! <laughs> and Aditi will will absolutely laugh and she'll just be like, yes. And she'll be like, oh, Bailu is so happy to see you too. Hello, children. How are you? And she'll just kind of begin this like happy little conversation and she'll pinch their cheeks and she'll give them all hugs and stuff. Precious. <laughs> and while that is going on, Azuri, you spend some time uh, with the halfling woman. What do you ask? Uh, so once, like, wherever we set up, uh, I basically just ask her to tell me the most interesting stories she's willing to share from her life or that have been told to her. From conversation you pick up, the halfling woman is named Koraguli. She talks about times where on the road she discovered different sort of herbs while traveling through the country and how uh, she sometimes, if anything happens to the ox, she will become the ox to let their ox have a rest for a short time. And you get the sense from the conversations that she might be someone of a druidic nature and that she knows how to take on beast shapes and lives off the land and knows about the land. And that's probably why she um, is a good partner with Fakir Chand. Mm -hmm. You know, I was 100% right. These stories are much more interesting than anything else I could have imagined. Thank you. She sort of waves you off like, you're just saying that. Oh, you. And she seems a lot more mollified than when... <laughs> 
she had uh, gone to her post earlier. Avila, you know, for passengers, the spots you can have is either at the back of the caravan in front, which is where the uh, Banga halflings are, or in the back um, where the Registani merchants are. Uh, you know that the, there are two human women who are in the rear caravan. They both are Registani. And the way they talk about themselves, you think they're also Bhavra, very similar to your companion, Adhuri. I think we're going to hang out with the merchants. Like, that that seems geographically where Adhila gravitated to. But all the, between the very resplendent new arrival um, <laughs> and... And kind of the commotion at the at the head of the caravan. I think that Adhila is going to actually go and say hello to this stranger before settling in uh, with the merchants and like getting to know them as much. So she she kind of like leaves her pack with the merchants and says, "I'll be right back." Walks up to the panther and like <laughs> just timidly like so so this this half orc. Um, or at least this this woman with a half orcish complexion wa- walks up to you and your companion uh, and just offers her hand to the panther rather rather casually. The panther sort of starts noticing this person walking up before um, Aditi even does, and you know very slowly and curiously walks over and kind of sniffs, and then you know deciding that. Whoever this person is is pretty all right. It starts to kind of bump their head into your hand for some pets. And that's when Aditi notices and she turns and she goes, Aw, Bailu, look at you making friends. I start complying with the pets. <laughs> and she goes, uh, she'll, she'll say to you, she'll go, I see you, you're already making friends with Bailu. They're very sweet. <laughs> He's a real sweetie for sure. I love him. Where are you from? You seem put together <laughs> it's said with an air of like are you are you ready for this journey <laughs> <laughs> she'll just smile and she'll say i am from munga and uh this is my first trip but i have been a ranger for many years now and so i am looking forward to what this journey holds i'm sorry i didn't get your name but hello yours Adela, it's lovely to meet you. My name is Aditi. Pleasure to meet you too, Aditi. And she'll offer her hand to shake. Uh, Adela does. As she's shaking Aditi's hand, she asks, What business do you have? What are you going on the road for? I'm an adventurer. I'm here to explore the rest of the kingdom. I have no home anymore, and so I wish to see what else the world has for me. No home. Indeed. What happened? My father uh, is a merchant here in Bunga, and he threw me out because I told him I wanted to go on an adventure and be an adventurer and things like that, and he didn't appreciate that. This seems like a really opportune, inopportune time for Annika to show up, so I feel like she shows up now. (laughs) (laughs) She just kind of rolls up um, behind uh, Adila, kind of... Gives her a clap on the shoulder that, in practice, feels more like she's just smack, smacking her upside the back of her head. And she says, uh, good fight last night. I enjoyed myself. <laughs> uh, so, so basically, what you don't see, there, there is a flicker of concern 
as Adhila's face like kind of scrunches up at this like this quiet family tragedy before it's interrupted by this head smacking. <laughs> Adhila lurches forward a little bit awkwardly and like whirls around to kind of just stare down Anika. It's important to note here that Aditi is totally unfazed by this interruption and also doesn't look terribly sad about the fact that she was thrown out of her house. So take that for what you will. Adhila definitely received that more tragically than I think it's actually being carried. Fair. But is distracted by this this unusual contact. Good morning to you too. I'm still sore. In that case, I need to uh, teach you how to, how to handle yourself without a weapon. Oh, you mean fight dirty? Yes, of course. That's the way you fight. I still feel that shock in both of my elbows. Ah, <laughs> uh, feels good, doesn't it? No, it doesn't. Not at all. Anika ignores that and um, just kind of looks out of the up and down and says, uh, what brings you here? This is my companion, Anika. Anika Aditi. Aditi, Anika. <laughs> Anika, it is lovely to meet you. I am here to travel to see the rest of the world. Oh, and this is my pet panther, Bailu. Eh, rest of the world's shit. Well, it's a shame you think that. I think there's lots to see. I agree. It's not all of it. It's not worth it. That's really sad. It sounds like you've seen much of it. Tell me about it. She'd probably say the world's a fight. You see a flash of sorrow for just a moment. Is this very perceptible for all of us? Only for Adavi, I think. Could roll an insight check. Yeah, I, I stick to that. That would be a twenty-two. Yeah, you noticed that. So I feel like um, Adhila and Adavi both see this just this moment of sorrow, regret, horror. One of those, all of those, something like that. For just a moment before she snaps back and says, "Let's just say." Uh, a lot. Nice panther. Yes, this is Bailu. And she'll turn to the panther and she'll say, Bailu, say hi. And Bailu will kind of very quietly kind of purr. And she'll also add, as she's watching Bailu do this, she'll say, um, well, it sounds like perhaps there's stories to be told over a drink sometime. No. That's your choice then. Speaking of stories, I think right about now there's just a steadily increasing in volume tune that can be heard almost approaching the scene and it's clearly a tune not from Banga. it's a tune that's traveled around uh and it's increasing in volume would it be closer to where you're from like a bavra tune i think it's it's more of a cross like regional tune sort of combining beats from the road you actually see that the caravan um, in the rear, sort of they're both the women sort of perk up when they hear it and they smile in recognition of some of the elements of it and they nod to you, Adhuri. And the satari itself is a instrument that is very recognizable to like my home. So Yeah, and once they see you, see your clothing, see the instrument, they just smile in recognition. It's very welcoming and open, and they don't say anything to you as they don't want to interrupt you, but you get the sense that if you wanted to go up to them, they would very much be willing to talk to you. I definitely do not. (laughs) I think when I do notice them, I do my best to avoid eye contact, but I will continue approaching the scene in the background. So, not known you to be one that's shy, Annika. Sounds like a story to tell over drinks, I agree. 
I disagree. And she walks away immediately. The, does she, when turning around, like, bump into a Turi, maybe? I think it's, it's like, closer to a body check. Yeah, that's what I'm imagining. Give me a concentration check, Turi, to hang on to your song. I rolled a 20 on the dice, which is a 22. Yeah, even though you got body checked with Annika and her armor and everything, you still managed to somehow keep your tune going. I, I imagine I'm used to playing in, like, crowded places where people are moving through and the crowd can occasionally bump into me. For those who are watching, for, like, a flicker of a second, my tail comes out from under my hood and supports, like, the instrument. And then once I have my footing again, it disappears. It's it's there for only a small bit of time, but if you're watching this happen, you would see it. That's fantastic. I think that you would be very impressed by this. I'm a little more focused on Annika, so I actually, like, that That goes unnoticed. Adhila kind of just looks over at Adhari and also at Annika, like, piecing out really quickly and just being like, don't mind her, she's just old. Anyway, um, this is Adhari, and they provide fantastic tales and other tunes. They're my other traveling companion. Pleasure to meet you. And I think you would probably notice, Adhila, that today Adhuri's voice is a lot higher pitched and a different intonation than the low pitch, like, steady tone they were going with yesterday. Have I, have I heard this pitch change frequently in our past uh, encounters? I think it's probably happened before, but I don't know if a rhyme or reason has been established for it, at least that Aturi has disclosed. Adhila, like, visibly, like, readjusts, and it's just like, morning. Yeah, so, you're all right. <laughs> that, that was a bit of a rough bump. There's been worse. Uh, introduce me to your friend. Right, um, this is Aditi, and your, your panther's name, I'm sorry. I'm bad with names. That's okay. His name is Bailu. <laughs> and, um, she'll turn to Aduri and she'll say, um, it's so lovely to meet you. You are so incredibly talented. Oh, well, that's very sweet of you. Do you mind if I... And, uh, Aduri points to Bailu. Yes, absolutely. Come here, Bailu. And Bailu will do the same thing where Bailu will approach you and like rub up against you for pets and stuff. He's a very friendly panther. I can see that. I think what Adhuri is going to do after after getting like settled in is they're going to sneakily flicker their tail under and pet Bailu with their tail and start playing a tune for Bailu. Oh, that's so cute. Bailu um, was lost as a as a cub and was far away from his mother. So Aditi is kind of the only person that Bailu was close to. So meeting another cat friend is like the biggest deal for Bailu. So I think these two are gonna get along famously, and Bailu is probably gonna like. If Bailu is not with Aditi, um, he's gonna be with Aduri. I think that's just gonna be how it is, where Bailu is gonna be like bouncing back and forth between the two of them. I'm going to go up to Fakir Chand. Even though I don't know his name, I recognize him from bringing the caravan food. I'm just going to ask, so when are we heading out? At this point, you notice the halfling woman who had given, who had a death stare match with Annika has now returned to her spot before Annika could go back and sit on it again. And uh, you notice now that she's getting the ropes and loading the ox up. Instead of Fakirchan answering, Koraguli answers and says, Oh, in five minutes, once everybody has loaded up and is in their correct spot, and she says spot looking right at Annika. 
Want me to start killing from the front or the back? There's nothing to kill. Just in case there is something. And at this point, Fakir-chan says, Okay, I believe Aditi and Adila, you are our guests. You can either join my cart or you can join Lalchan and Mirchan's cart. And points towards where the Registani merchants are in the back. I'll stay with the merchants. Aditi will go near the front, just just to check it out. As you like, get up to leave, uh, Dhuri will turn to Aditi and say, you have a lovely companion with you. Thank you. He seems to be very fond of you, too. Well, I'm sure that the story of you two meeting must be quite fascinating if you'd be willing to share it at some point. I would absolutely love to. And in fact, Pailu, you can stay with your new friend for a little bit if you want, and you can see Pailu kind of go, Wah! like this very happy sort of noise. And so, and so you know, Pailu is very happy, and she knows that Pailu will kind of, you know, wander around, probably back and forth around the caravan and hop up whenever needed. She, They have a really good bond, and she trusts him very much. So Pailu can kind of do as he pleases so long as there's no danger. <laughs> what a good boy. He's the best boy. <laughs> Anika's going to look for um, the point in which she can get the best vantage point that is not the same cart as um, as uh, Gorgoli. You would have to either walk alongside them or uh, maybe ride the oxen that is pulling the uh, front caravan. Anika will walk. And uh, Aduri, where are you hanging out? The middle caravan is full with the children and basically a lot of the cargo. Uh, same thing with the rear caravan, um, but there is space for two people to sit. I will head to the middle caravan to keep the children from getting uppity while we're on the road. And uh, the parents smile. It is a female half-elf and a human man. And you notice both the children look half elven they have small little pointy ears um they look to be about i would say the equivalent of human age like five and three uh, yeah i totally will smile and get set up to just provide music and stories that will keep the kids occupied when they need it one of them at some point grabs your tail and is like oh kitty I'm so glad I'm not in that cart. Oh my god. Just like Pailu. Kitty. Uh-oh. I think Adhuri has like an immediate wince reaction when it happens, but when then it's like just like Bailu Kitty and they put on a smile to kind of keep a uh, pleasant demeanor with the kids uh, and slowly like pull their tail away. Bailu will definitely try to get in between and try to be like, 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 Bailu can sense that, you know, his friend is not into this. So Bailu will kind of get in the middle so that they can play with Bailu's ear and Bailu's tail. But, you know, Bailu is really protective of his new friend and doesn't want them feeling hassled. So mm-hmm. I kind of imagine it's like if you've ever seen videos of kids with very patient cats who are like, they're kind of being smushed, but they're still very patient and not biting the kid's head off. Yup. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But it's large. But also like five feet long. 
occasionally you see both either the uh, human man or or the half elf woman sort of admonish it's like stop it that's rude you know that's no way to treat your friends um and they just stop for like 10 15 minutes and then sometimes they get bored and they're like they they start riding bailu they're making like horse sounds like you know giddy up oh my god oh that's bad bailu is so offended <laughs> You can just see, like, the stink face on Bailu of, like, this is insulting, but I am protecting my friend, so therefore I will take it. <laughs> is there, like, a threatening pantheon? Oh, I'm going to show off my teeth, but I'm actually tired, but I'm actually telling you to stop this. The three-year-old sticks her head in it. <laughs> Bailu will yelp, and Aditi will actually, from the front of the caravan, hear it, turn around, and, like, try to look over and make sure that Bailu is okay, because, like, that's, yeah, she gets worried. (laughs) Aturi tries to, like, attract the kid's attention with a fantastical story, and, like, just one of the wildest fairy tales that they've heard, just to keep the kids away from Bailu for a little bit. Is, is the caravan moving yet? The caravan, after like maybe 15-20 minutes of making sure everyone's here uh, that is traveling with them, and uh, yeah, they're starting to now exit from where they're sitting, and they're starting to follow each other, and you all are taking your places with the caravan. So my question is, um, from where Aditi is sitting, if she were to stand, would she be able to see Bailu and uh, Aduri? You don't get a good view because you're even when you're sitting in the back, the drivers block seeing into the cart. But you, because you have a bond with uh, Bailu, you can sense when he's in distress. Okay, that's that's fine. She'll be like, "All right, it's fine. It's just children. Like he can handle that. He handled me when I was a kid." And she'll just kind of shrug it off and carry on focusing. Not extreme distress, like you are concerned that there's harm, but just sort of a stress you get these very i regret this decision immediately (laughs) (laughs) oh dear but with the combination of hailu and aduri sort of tag teaming keeping the children entertained you manage to uh not want to murder them (laughs) okay the children remaining unmurdered (laughs) so good (laughs) <laughs> important parts of a caravan don't murder your children <laughs> okay that's that's fine she'll 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 let it ride for a little bit but if you know if Luke starts to get more agitated then she'll she'll take action yeah like there's uh at any point during the journey um before you all rest for the evening there are places where you will take short breaks um, and to a certain extent, uh, people do switch around occasionally just for the sake of not doing the same repetitive thing. So yeah, you all have uh, finally taken off. And as you leave Koldak, a home for some of you and a place to stay for others, slowly the buildings start to recede in the background and the signs of civilization seem to fall away as you start getting into farmlands. And the road you're on right now is still very much like flat and open, running basically through smaller towns and large 
batty fields of, of various rices as well as different other grains. I'm going to start speaking with these two merchants. Turn to Lalchand and I'm just like, so what, what do you sell? Or buy? She smiles and she says, mostly millet, sometimes rice, other grains. We find various things in Mahajan and uh, the places that we've traveled um, through the different ports. We deal a little bit of everything. Is it lucrative or sustainable? We'll always need to eat. It's true. I really like to cook. I don't know if you got to try it last night, but I had an instrumental hand in the biryani last night. Oh, yeah. Fakir-chan shared some with everyone. It was it was really delicious. Thank you. Thank you. Perhaps you can make some on the road, eh, now that you know the secret? And she elbows you, like, sort of teasingly. <laughs> right. I'd actually love to. But I I don't have the materials. Um, <laughs> she starts um, going into this kind of like earnestly, and like it's slowly apparent that like Adhila kind of misses that that might have been a joke, partially because the prospect of cooking more is genuinely exciting to her. <laughs> and um, Mirchan sort of says, "Don't tease the poor girl. How is she going to make biryani in in the middle of the road? It's not like we have." Uh, goats lying around. I'm sure we could find some. You hear from the distance, that can be addressed. I, I lean in to the two, the two merchants and just like, she's so bloodthirsty. She's looking for a fight and I'm actually really concerned about the caravan. Well, I mean, hopefully, as far as I know, she's been hired to be our protectors. We should be fine, right? Correct. I, uh, I kind of climb a little bit out the back and, like, precariously, like, as we're uh, moving along, like, crane around the left side of the cart that I'm in. <laughs> I just, I just give Annika a look. That's like, what are you, what are you looking for now? We fought last night. <laughs> are you not entertained? Do you see Annika, uh, she's playing darts, but with her sword aiming at random trees. As you walk by. Just as, yeah, as they walk by, you know, they're, they're trees, you know, the middle of nowhere, why not? So she's chucking her sword at random trees, getting bullseye relatively often, and then just for calling in a poof of smoke back into her hand. And it's this point that Goraguli says, you know, that's not a good idea. What if you anger a yaksha? Been there, done that. <laughs> I pull myself back into the cart. <laughs> she's attacking the trees. The trees. I don't want to think about her as much, but you two, I hope that I hope that your travels are lucrative and fruitful and sustainable. This is well, our seventh season of doing it, and we are doing well. Maybe we'll earn enough to perhaps have uh, our little one soon. And smiles at Mirchan, then Mirchan smiles and uh, sort of looks at the little kids playing with. Uh, Bailu and Adhuri in the back, because they have a good view of the back of the middle cart. Adhila giggles kind of warmly. Uh, she tugs her sorsingar uh, into into her lap and like starts plucking at it, uh, producing like these deep, resident tones, nonchalantly. 
They are sort of bobbing their heads as they're traveling alongside with the tune. Aditi took her place near the front because Aditi kind of like Anika wants to, you know, keep an eye out for danger. So she's kind of just, you know, watching and observing the landscape and she's, you know, maybe chatting a little bit with um, with her driver, um, you know, asking him questions about, you know, where they're headed next and, you know, what the land is like there and so on. Um, and when she gets bored, she's kind of doing a little bit of like a wood carving sort of thing, like a really just like a random uh, wood carving. And she's not quite sure what she's making just yet, but it's just something to pass the time. Gargly, between answering your questions and giving dagger stares at Annika, and continuously saying, you really don't want to piss off the yakshas. They may just fight back. You all know yakshas are basically nature spirits of some kind. Sort of like dryads, naiads. I imagine it's a little bit hard to um, hear her voicing this concern unless she's like yelling it. Oh, she's yelling it very much so. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, oh my god. Yeah. Adhila's reaction, she's just like exactly what I was afraid of. Annika, please stop. Now that two people are telling her to stop, she's gonna stop. Um, but she says, uh, you know how many Yakshas I've already killed? Honestly, I don't care. It's not just you. Also, why are you going around fighting nature spirits? She just kind of looks at Adil and says, I've been a soldier for three decades now. What do you think? And just kind of like puts her sword away and just keeps walking. Would Aditi have come across any of these nature spirits? Maybe in her time in the jungle when she was playing with Bailu as she was growing up? Yeah, maybe you haven't actually interacted with them, but... You have felt their presence, and maybe even they even led you to Bailu. That makes sense. I like that. I've definitely heard stories of them, but I don't think I've ever had the luck to talk to one, though I wish I could. Yeah, I've I've been insulated. Uh, definitely, Adhila is kind of afraid of them. <laughs> City kid. Annika really has killed a bunch. I just want to hear the stories of their life. And uh, Annika, what are you doing aside from attacking potential yakshas? So upsetting. <laughs> I think she's, one, she's watching the road, and two, she's thinking about the last time there was a drought in Pahari or Regisan and whether there's one right now. And she's kind of running the, the mental calculus in her head about life. Uh, give me a perception or nature check, whichever is better for you perception is better for me uh 15 right now uh, you are traveling in the month of suffer which is essentially when merchants are the most active it's sort of the pre-winter over here um this world has six seasons and this is the after the harvest but before winter actually begins where everybody is now traveling with their goods to make their fortunes and profits. It is definitely, the lands are definitely fallow and certain crops that can grow through some of the milder winters, which would happen here in Banga, as it never gets like freezing cold. It Winter is more like maybe 5 or 10 degrees Celsius. 
Chelsea. Chelsea. That'd be a very different situation. Yes, um, uh, because Canada and I go the British system, and so does most of Asia. Um, so uh, <laughs> I will stick to my backwards American units. We're American. America. Speak for yourself. I'll happily use Celsius. That's because you make sense. <laughs> Did any particular area recently have like a particularly bad harvest? I will say that would be more like a history check as that's not necessarily what um, you would know just from looking at the fields. Luckily, I'm even better at history checks. I rolled a 23. There's definitely the ebb and flow. Some seasons are more profitable than other. There's no big drought or very low harvest, but the harvests have been lesser than usual, but not concerningly so. Okay. Yeah, that's just what, what Annika's been thinking about as she was kind of eavesdropping on uh, the conversation between. Which is why trading is even more important. Yes. See, that's what's just going through her head. Aditi, you said you were watching the road. Give me a perception check. 21. As you sort of scan the horizon, it's very open fields. It's very hard for anyone to ambush you, but at the same time, it would be very hard to hide as well. However, you do see in the background as you are moving, there's a very gentle hills and it reminds you of this one tale you were told in Banga once when Rakshasas ruled the land and were terrorizing everybody. And then this big champion had come and had killed all of them all and the their bodies fell to the ground and formed all these hills and are essentially dead or sleeping rakshasas. And it perhaps maybe sends a chill down your spine. And whether or not those are true or just fables, it still makes you perhaps just a little uneasy. Definitely. I was just shuddering. It's an upsetting tale. I think that um, at the first like rest stop, probably around like lunchtime, Adhila is going to shift around like she's she's going to uh where aditi um and see if she can kind of like shrug her way into into that cart if there's room and if not then like she's gonna go to the front but either way she's gonna also try to get like closer to the front in order to keep a closer eye on annika who's seeming like peckish i can maybe help with this just a little bit um, and in that, um, partway through the journey, um, Aditi would probably sense that Baidu is getting quite twitchy and needs to kind of go for a stretch. So Aditi would actually hop out of the cart and would actually be riding on Bailu. Um, so she would be sitting on his back and they would kind of be like, you know, running forward and then like chilling out and waiting for the caravan to catch up and stuff like that. So they'll be kind of floating around the caravan. So there's more space. Uh, yeah. Perfect. Totally for it. While I, while I pluck away at some like hopefully soothing melodies, there's this kind of like resonant tone that starts cutting through the air from the front of the caravan. Uh, whether or not our guides mind. Yeah. I, I feel like it's needed. <laughs> Give me a performance check to see how pleasant it is. <laughs> yeah, okay, let me roll that up. <laughs> uh, I'm playing a little stressed. Uh, that is a whole eight. How would you describe... I, I was imagining it's like I make a bad choice. 
Uh, so like there is a decent like tuning phase and then like I slide into like some discordant melodies and realize like almost subconsciously like I'm I'm thinking oh like chill everyone out but I'm looking at Annika being all tense and in reality I'm playing like this menacing tune and like a little discordant and depressive <laughs> yeah Annika just kind of looks at you and just just like I'd play something else you hear in the background sniffles as you hear one of the kids being like, Mommy, are the Rakshasas coming to get us? Oh my god. Oh no. Oh no. It's at this point that I stopped playing. I, I feel like at, at that, Annika like, actually steps into like the middle caravan and says, Okay, okay. It's okay. The Rakshasas that used to be around here are long gone. And if any of them come back, they're going to have to go through me. And she just steps out and walks out. You hear just little sniffles, but they seem to be going away at this point. <laughs> I'm kind of just awkwardly cradling my instrument. Uh, Fakirchen and Koragili just give you this slightly awkward, like, I'm sorry, shrug. Sort of like, you know, keep at it. You'll get there someday. <laughs> you tried, Star. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Hope you enjoyed this episode, and don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Pocketcast, and all your favorite podcast platforms. If you like what you hear, please leave us a rating or review for us. We appreciate all the feedback. Thank you, and alvida.